like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and John Kennedy. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. What a year. What? <laughs> it has been a little Strange, nice rocky start to 2020, Karin. Right? Oh, oh my God, what? This is definitely a, a year that's going to go down in history. Well, I am Karen Weary, and I have my co-host, John Kennedy, with me today. Hey, John Kennedy. I want to call you Kennedy. What, what's up with that? <laughs> you can. You can. And you know, growing up, everyone used to call me JFK because my middle initial is, my middle name is Francis. Oh my so I've used to all sorts of Kennedy-related <laughs> nicknames, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this also came to fruition because your wife's name is Jackie, right? I mean, yes, <laughs> that's where things really took a strange turn. You know, yeah. you meet a Jackie in college and you fall in love and we really considered taking her. I considered taking her last name, but I didn't. So <laughs> here we are, John and Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> Just embrace it, right? It's a good right. thing. It's working. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 20, it. we're going to talk about the rocky starts of the year, huh? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I was thinking in January, February, it's like, all right, we got a good thing going here. I got some momentum. I started this network group called Shift Happens and had this great attendance and all this stuff. The year was planned out and bam. (laughs) The new normal (laughs) happened. New normal, yeah. I'm I'm not quite used to the new normal here, but um, but you know. So so what what would you say, John? Are some things that um, that you discovered maybe about yourself uh, about yeah during this time? Let's just go with. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's obviously. I mean, I think everyone's dealing with 2020 their own way right now. And everyone, I mean, you, we're all being impacted by what's going on in the world. Um, in the, in my profession, you know, being a, being a certified financial planner and, and having financial conversations with families, it's, there's, there's no shortage of conversations that are definitely, you know, it's draining after a while talking about job loss and income loss. I mean, we've just seen, you know, the gamut of things happen, whether you're a business owner and your revenue's down 70%, or you, you're an employee and you lost your job. I mean, these are, these are really heavy duty and, and big conversations. And so I think, I think for a lot of people, it's just navigating that. And I always, we always talk about, and I've done this on the show already before talking about like leading with a plan, like having a plan in place, yeah. you know, that, that disaster plan, a crisis <laughs> budget, an emergency bucket, all that stuff. And so those are the conversations we've been having. Um, but man, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a tough you know, challenging year with a lot of heavy conversations already. And we're only halfway through it. Um, right. Yeah. And I'm an, I'm an ever optimist too, yeah. but you know, even sometimes the ever optimist gets, gets 
tired of everything that's happening in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly it. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much coming out of this here. What you, what you, you're just, you're one little segment where that you talked about. And so, <laughs> so, so one, all these people that you're talking with, I mean, almost no matter what plan that you have, nobody, uh, would have ever planned for businesses getting shut down. That was that right. to me, that was like, wait a minute, what, what, I mean, yeah. Okay. There's a virus going around this, that, and the other. So we do what we do, you know, people who are sick, go ahead and, you know, go home and be sick and do whatever you need to do, but shutting down businesses. I was like, when in history has that ever been done? <laughs> and so that really throws people into survival mode. And, and that's what you're talking with people about. Because, I mean, if you don't have an income, then, then what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, and I think there's, you know, a lot of people are feeling vulnerable right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's you, you had kind of talked, you were talking a little bit before the show about, you know, either discovering your strengths or finding that there's some deeper healing that, that needs to be going on during this time for, for someone that might be listening. And I think what I, what I kind of realized and learned is that like every weakness has a corresponding strength. You know, it's like the flip side of the coin that, you know, weakness and strength go together. Like this, an example I'll give is somebody might look at one individual and say that person is, um, disorganized, uh, uh, on the flip side of that, you might think that person's a visionary and very creative, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's traits that there's good and bad that come with everything. And I, you know, I think discovering strength, um, which is hopefully what, you know, what we're going to talk about today, discovering strength sometimes means like literally identifying your weakness and 2020 is everybody's weakness right now. I mean, whether, <laughs> you know, it's affecting all sorts of people differently, but 2020 is, uh, is a tough year for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how are you navigating it? I mean, I'm sure the conversations that you're having are, are heavy, similar to mine, you know, different industry, but yeah, yeah. Difficult conversations, right? Well, you know, what's funny, John, uh, that you would think that a lot of the conversations that I'm having as a mental health therapist is uh, people, you know, really focusing on, on the pandemic and the virus and this, that, and the other, but what I've been really surprised about is that a lot of people, not the, not everybody, but the, the majority of the people that I see, maybe I'm just attracting the, this type of client, is that they're more focused on whatever thing it is that's caused that, you know, whether it's a relationship issue or whatever kind of thing that they're coming to me for. And yes, the uh, the current situation has definitely made things worse. And then when we added more fuel to the fire with the whole George Floyd situation, then yeah. it got really heavy. It was kind of like, yeah. Well, so, that's what I was going to ask. I wondered if just all the external factors going yeah. on around us, if that's just amplifying our own internal struggles and issues. And that, that sounds like that's somewhat of what you might be seeing. Yes. I mean, it, it couldn't not. And that's one of the things that I, I use as a way to also help people uh, because some people, they just think oh, I'm going crazy, but uh, I, I, I tell them, look, everybody's going through this, you know, so it, you're not going crazy because you're feeling sad and you're feeling depressed and you're feeling heavy and all this. There's a lot of stuff going on. And so, uh, so it's actually normal to feel what you're feeling because you're a human being who has a heart and you care about other people. <laughs> and, and that's the part that 
uh, I think many times that it, in many times, many times is getting missed in all this. And, and you know, I, I have to say, this is one of my pet peeves that I'm going to get out there and then we'll be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my little pet peeves. Let's but, hear it. <laughs> <laughs> just the way that the media portrays things. I mean, let's, sure. let's zoom back to a time that's before this because I don't want to inflame anything, but let's look at 9-11, you know, how they portrayed that. It was the same little five or 10 second clip of airplanes flying into buildings over and over and over and over again. And my thing is that, you know, they really were there to just give information and, you know, we need to know this because we need to know this. So we'd know what to do. Um, But the way that then that would have shown it, you know, maybe once or twice and be done with it. But, you know, the way that it's done is just traumatizing people. And one of the things, John, I can tell you that I have seen with that there are people who are, you know, already affected by PTSD. Well, some from 9-11 and, and then this stuff is going on and, and the way that it's being portrayed, they are just, you know, they were using coping mechanisms before and that those coping mechanisms, it's like a mesh and that's being stretched and stretched and stretched. So these little strings are getting thinner and thinner and thinner, just barely hanging on. So this is not good for our mental health. Well, it's, I would I would agree with you. That's a pet peeve of mine as well, actually, because the news or the media, they'll perpetuate a negative news cycle and they'll really hit home on that because at the end of the day, they're, they're selling ratings, I think, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, the, the better the ratings, the more they can charge for commercials, the more, you know, I mean, there's so many things that are tied into that. And so they're selling ratings and what's going to get better ratings, you know, unfortunately, it, it ends up being more of a negative viewpoint. Um, and it's, it's really tough for us as the, the ones consuming that information that it's easier said than done to say, well, just, you know, how do you filter and tune out, like get just enough to stay informed, to be educated, to be in the know of what's going on in the world, but not so much that it's going to weigh on you and have that drag effect. It's almost like, you know, the point of diminishing returns, which is like a term in my world in personal finance where, you seek the most gain, you know, at some point, let's, I don't know, I'm going to make up a number, but it's like the first 20 minutes of news content that you consume is probably the majority of the gain that you need to understand what's happening in the day and the week uh, of those, of the news events. If you go past that cycle after past 20 minutes, you're just consuming too much information. And, and then you're starting to get bogged down by all the negative news and information. And it really, really has a detrimental impact. I think I, I joked on the last show, um, that I'm like the sidewalk financial planner in the community. Like I walk the neighborhood and, <laughs> you know, people stop me and, and it's because, you know, we're home all day. Like we yeah. all are, we're all working from home. So put my earbuds, ear, AirPods in, walk the dog. And I talked with my neighbor, very successful guy, but he's, you know, I can never, I'll never forget. It was like the middle of March when things were really bad. And he said, you know, John, I just think the markets like the Dow Jones is going to go to 10,000. Everything's going to go down. And I'm like, well, why do you, why do you think that? I'm really, I was really curious and we kind of mm-hmm. talked through it more and it, it wasn't anything in my opinion that was based on historical perspective or facts. It was more just that negative news cycle. He had convinced in his own mind because of what he had been seeing and reading and hearing and mm-hmm. just the markets were going haywire then they still, still are. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think that it would be so easy to get pulled into that cycle. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know what the, what the metric is or how we as humans 
learn to adjust to that. But at least for me, I, I really do only try to consume like 10 to 15 minutes of news information, which doesn't sound, that's not a lot, but it's enough to really be in the know of what's going on in the, in the day and in the world without yeah. being bombarded by all the negative news that's out there. Yeah. Well, and, and if you think about it, you know, the, the, that's, Again, they're mostly just these short, teeny tiny little segments. So it's just blip, 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 blip. So you're not getting a lot more information. It's just more the same, you know. And, and you know, and these people they studied psychology. They know what they're and doing. I'd, I'd love to admit, Karin, I'm guilty of that. Of that. I mean, I think maybe my generation, you know, the a millennial. That's where some a lot of that started. It's kind of just we we read the headlines and we don't go past. So now, and then you've got your iPhone, you've got your phone or whatever, and you can scroll through and just headline, 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 and you feel like you get a sense of things, but you don't really get a good story. So that, that's something that I've had to learn not to do yeah. because you are totally right. That it, the, the risk of, of a headline manipulating how we feel about something in, in a negative light, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely detrimental. And we all, a yeah. lot of, everyone I know does that, and I'm guilty of it too, but... <laughs> Try, we try to be, we try to be. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, and you know, this, I mean, you do have to filter out what, because we are always bombarded, not just during these times, but we are always bombarded with um, information, you know? And so we really have to filter, we have to filter. And, and uh, at least when it comes to reading, as opposed to you know, watching the news uh, on video, TV, whatever, then we can skip through and it's easier for us to weed out the things that, oh, that's too much. And, and that's something that I want to, with, as opposed to if we're watching a newscast, then it's whatever format they put out for us. So it's harder to weed out and, and filter with that. If you know what I mean? Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. And for some reason, my mind is kind of going to this. And maybe we can dive into this later on the next segment, but aren't it's the blessing and the curse of how fast technology has moved and how much it's endless, the amount of content and information we can absorb. And I think maybe some of the curses us as humans were really meant to be in our ecosystem in our community and our families and, and, you know, hearing about news that's happening in, I mean, I know things that are going on in like China or like mm-hmm. San Francisco and not, you know, here in Orlando, Florida, is that, I, I don't know, like what the, there was a study I read about this one time, so I'm kind of butchering it all, but I kind of read, it was basically the concept that like, the further you move out from your actual ecosystem, mm-hmm. the harder it is to like digest all this information because humans weren't really meant to absorb as much content as information that's being thrown out to us. Yeah. And we've created a system where we, where it's hard to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I lo- that's so interesting that you bring that up because that uh, not long ago, I saw a red, you know, same thing as you, John, uh, the, the, the high points were <laughs> this, that, you know, that we nowadays in a year uh, come across as much traumatic information from, you know, news, things that are going on in the world as someone you know, maybe uh, uh, 200 years ago, we go through in an entire lifetime. Yeah, that that jives with what I was talking about. Like, yes. it's just, it's too much for the human soul to, to, to bear. And then we, 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 you know, we do bear all these other issues probably as a direct result of yeah. information overload, if nothing else. And again, it's like, you know, I'm not saying 
that you don't want to stay informed, that you don't want to be in the know and, and educated on things. It's just, it's, there's, there's a lot out there and it's hard to, it's just so easy to be. And, and again, I'm guilty of this. I don't know about you, but like this, again, this is just total like finance nerd talk, but I check the markets every morning when I wake up. It's like yeah. one of the first things I do. <laughs> like we should probably like unpack that. Cause that's not, that's not normal. And you know, part of it's like my job, but yeah. at the same time, you know, that's, I think a lot of people are that way, whatever, you know, might be their industry that they're in or it might, but you know, how often do we wake up, open our eyes, grab our phone and start looking mm. at our phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's some of the things that, uh, you know, all the people that I listen to, like the Jim Quicks and, and Ed yeah. Milet and all that, they say, you know, the first hour or so that you do not touch your phone because as soon as you touch that phone, then the, that's the time that you have to control the first hour and the last hour before going to bed. The, that's your time. And that's the time to get. And, and yeah, do I, do I grab my phone? Yes. There are days that I am really good and I don't turn it on or I, you know, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's something that we have to make a decision. It's like, you know what? I need to, I need to do me first. <laughs> yeah. Start yeah. the day with me. And just have more days than less days that you do that. Yes. You know, over the course of the year, if you can do that for, you know, six day, six months in one day, you know, if you can do at least one more day over the course of the year, then you don't do that. That's, that's helpful too. Cause we're all a work in progress. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so this could be a commitment that we're going to take out of the, today's show. <laughs> that's right. I like yeah. That. Yeah. So we are going to roll over into a couple messages and we are going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit more, I, I believe about this whole um, information overload and what can we do about it? Because uh, that's, that's good stuff. We need that's prime right now for sure become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america insights dramatic weight loss coaching program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. 
We are back on Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary today here with my wonderful co-host, John Kennedy. Hey, John. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are talking about current times and our new normal. And we got onto a really interesting uh, topic you know, just before uh, breaking to these last um, set of messages about how do we, um, you know, handle this information overload, and and how do we? How we're always a work in progress, right, John? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and you know what? Like, yeah, I was going to kind of talk a little bit about just how important routine is, but it's also really important to just take a break sometimes. Oh yeah. I we we took. I mean, you you know this, Karen, because I I told you about it. But my wife and I took off. Um, you know, Thursday through Monday of this past week, you know, last week into this week and how useful that was to mm. shut things down. Now, again, I'm still guilty. I checked email sometimes. I did some things I shouldn't have, but how necessary it is to get that rest. And uh, I'm usually not the one giving that advice out. I'm usually the one getting that advice, but it, you know, on the flip side of taking a little time off, it's nice to realize taking, taking a break is okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing is that, you know, I think especially as entrepreneurs, but here's the thing, I'm guilty of it, being an entrepreneur, working a lot, uh, but it's also because I love what I do and still I need to take a break sometimes. But w- growing up in Denmark, one of the things that they do there is, you know, they have six weeks of paid vacation there. And, and it's mm-hmm. not like here that people they'll have vacation and they'll, they won't take it because they want to save it up or they got to whatever kind of thing. You know, they actually take it. And when I was growing up, it was normal to take two, two weeks at a time and go somewhere. Now, recently, yeah, in the past many years when I've gone back, people are taking three week vacations, you know, and traveling the world and doing that kind of thing. Say, like, oh my God. Well, and there is research that shows that it really takes you uh, about a week of being gone and away to really finally settle down. And then you really can um, start to rejuvenate. But we are more productive and uh, better at being creative when we do take that break. So, well, I like what I'm hearing. What you're telling me is I need to take more than just a few days. So (laughs) that's, that's a, that's good medicine for, for it. Yeah. I, I think we're all so conditioned in our society to Mm. work through stuff, push past it, you know, not take time off and, or, or, or what's even worse is when you do take time off, then you're checking your emails and you're mm-hmm. taking calls. And that's like you said, that mental break. I, I didn't know that fact about a week, by the way, but that's, that makes a lot of sense that it, yeah. it takes more than just, you can't just shift gears like that on a dime and say, well, I'm going to turn it off now. It, it takes your brain and your body time to acclimate and adjust to actually resting. And so you got to give yourself more than just a few days. Uh, that makes actually a whole heck of a lot of sense, but I hadn't thought of it like that before. Yeah, well, I'm glad that <laughs> now you're ready for your next vacation, right? <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah. And what, you know, what, what too, though, is like when we're, for me anyway, just kind of going back to the routine thing, I think there's just with so much going on in the world, so many things that are simply out of our control, it is really useful to stay. And this is uh, my business partner and I actually have a business coach. Um, that we talk to on a weekly basis, actually, and part of the part of this is really coming from him. 
and him making sure we stayed accountable to it, but like create a routine and stick with it. Mm. And so you talked on the last segment about, you know, when you get up and you, you, you know, you're better on the days where you give yourself that first hour and you don't check your phone. I imagine in that first hour, you might read a book, you might meditate or, you know, do yoga or do just do something productive for like the mind, body and spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I will admit, I, for me, I am best at my, my days are best when they're started off with that first hour or two. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll put you typically like, I'll listen to a really good podcast that I'm, that I'm into. I'll stretch, I'll exercise, just something for myself. Yeah. That's such a good way, such an important way to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit that uh, lately because I'm also working with a coach and, and starting another, another piece. So that getting up at five, you know, that means that by five 30, I'm kind of, I've been doing a lot of the uh, work stuff, that work stuff, because that's going to, you know how it is when you start something, it takes a little while to build it, but yeah. I do get up that early also because once I've done that piece, then I'm getting my exercise in. I like to, I, I like to do, you know, some sort of uh, exercise that gets me all sweaty and pumped up and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's good. It's good for the mind. I mean, it's probably it similar to the whole concept of taking a week of vacation off to, to relax and reset. It probably focuses you, focuses you up, but it definitely does it better than a cup of coffee does. You know, yeah. I mean, but how guilty are we that we, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, I do that, yeah. you know, I, I know I do that, but it's, it's more productive than a cup of coffee is yeah. getting that exercise in. And with two little ones at home, I try to do it. A lot of people do preach that like five thirty to six thirty window. I don't know what statistic is out there about that, but I know that's like an important window early in the morning before like the world is up and moving. It's like the whole world is quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that way for me because around six thirty, six forty five, the kids are up and yeah. you know we're hitting we're hitting it at full <laughs> speed at that point. So it's yeah. like, all right, this is my hour to yeah. get things done and just get you know get on the right track for the day. It's it's yeah. very critical. Before then, and, and again with all this with all the stuff that's going on out there in the world, we we need that more than ever, especially as we've been quarantined and staying home and not able to not able to go out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have like a, not really a home gym, but like I, you know, kind of work out from home and stuff. So I, I've never like gone to the gym, but I can imagine for someone who that's their routine and then suddenly Ooh. they couldn't because the gyms Ooh. were closed. That must have been horrible for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you really need to burn off some of that, you know, but I had to say, you know, I, I was going and, you know, out on the trails and bicycling and the weather was so gorgeous, you know, and, and that that was we weren't in that kind of a lockdown type of thing because I mean that's the best thing that you can do for yourself for your immune system and everything and and uh so but yeah um so that whole work in progress I think that's really good and and when you were talking about you know sticking to your routine because what that does is when you when you unplug from all the stuff that's going on on the outside world and and then with some of the things you you asked me in the previous segment what do I do to to take care of myself is yeah I I notice when because I don't listen to generally you know the I the TV is off and I haven't had the TV for years but you know from on the social media and whatever the places that you get it so I I seek out information that feeds me and nurtures me that um you know that that I just find uh, supports and guides me in in different ways and so for example like 
listening to scientists and and such that that I really uh, find um, really help me with regards to understanding the world and such. And actually, John, when you were talking about that that early hour, those early hours, one of the things that Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about is that that. You know, he, I love how he says it. Mel takes us to bed and Sarah wakes us up, meaning <laughs> melatonin, <laughs> because our brain is affected by light. And, and so when it starts to get dark, our brain starts to produce melatonin, which makes us sleepy and puts us to bed. Mm-hmm. And then when the sun starts rising, then our brain shifts from melatonin to serotonin, and then it starts to wake us up. And so it's it, the the magical piece about those hours is that that's when we're going from, and I can never remember the actual uh, wavelengths, but I think from theta to, and then we start moving up through the brain waves where we're more and more alert and awake. So mm-hmm. it in that state there, we are more creative, we are uh, open to, you know, having different ideas and such, and we're moving from dream world into real world. And so that's just a really good time to tap into and and do some of this um, personal development, uh, self-healing, self-soothing kind of work. Well, and it's, and it's all about staying focused. Mm-hmm. Like having a routine and staying focused on what's going on in your world and around you. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I've mentioned this plenty of times already on the show, but I do have that old school daily planner that I write in and I write my top three things. You know, it's, I, on a Monday, I'll kind of look at my big three key things I want to do that week. And then I break them down into segments of like, okay, daily, how can I move the needle? on these really important things. Mm-hmm. And what are the three most important things I could do today that can help achieve that goal, you know, that I'm kind of targeting for the week. And I, I always lead with trying to get those things done before nine yeah. 30, because I, I, I know different people, um, you know, operate differently. Like maybe there are creative spaces at different times of the day. For me, I think it's similar to yours. It's definitely in the morning for me. Um, and it's amplified for sure amplified when I start my routine off right from the get go. Um, and those days I feel so empowered cause I, it's like 11 o'clock and I'm like, Whoa, on my day, I could be done right now. And I've accomplished more in the last just several hours than I used to allot myself nine to five to do yeah. those things. It's amazing. It's just, it's, it is, it's fascinating. Yeah. It really, it really, really is. Getting focused and clear, having that clarity, you know, is is amazing, um, and and one of the things also with regards to the routine, one of the things that I've been talking with a lot of my clients about uh, when they when they talk about oh yeah I, I was doing good and then I'm deteriorating and and going through these different cycles, and I always ask them okay well what were some of the things that you were doing when you were doing well because it it, it to them until they start to see the bigger picture, they think that, you know, it's random things and they just have a mental illness and whatnot. And I'm so not liking the whole mental illness thing mm-hmm. <laughs> because it really has so much more to do with all the little micro decisions that we, we make throughout the day. And, and sure enough, what do they say? Oh yeah, 
And when I was doing well, I was getting my sleep. I was not drinking or whatever. I was working out. I was all these, I was meditating. I was journaling. I was doing all these things like, hmm, and what are you doing now? Right. Uh, none of them. Okay, well, there you go. It's, it's, you cannot stop. Well, you can, but when you stop doing those things, you will find, see the consequences. I think that's where uh, an accountability coach or an accountability partner is really helpful, whether it's a, a mental health therapist. Um, you know, in, in many ways, I feel like we serve, even though we talk about financial stuff all the time, we definitely serve as like a financial motivator and a financial coach on achieving those goals. Uh, I mentioned before we talk with, you know, we have a, um, a business coach we meet with, but it doesn't have to be a, a paid source. I mean, that, that could be, it could be a, a spouse. It could mm-hmm. be a family member. And you, you talked about, um, about, you know, focusing on positive, like places where you want to consume good information. And I was kind of curious and I, I, I did want to actually ask like, you know, what are some of those different places that you do try to absorb positive information? But that made me think like, well, it's the same with our relationships, the people that we spend our time with yep. and, and having, you know, you can't have someone be your accountability partner if they're negative if they're, you know, not, not happy to see you succeed or do well. So it's got to be someone that's close in your circle that wants to see you succeed and do well. But I would say, you know, when I'm thriving and doing all the things that the people you like, you know, some of the situations where we were talking about like, oh, they were working out, they were drinking a lot of water, they had a good diet, they weren't drinking alcohol. Like that was when they were feeling their best. Mm. I would, I would, I would guess that they also felt somewhat accountable in that situation. And maybe when they slipped off track, if they had someone there to say, Hey, like, no, don't forget, like, this is what we're focusing on. That that's, that's so important. It just, I know it moves the needle. And for, for me, um, you know, whether it's my spouse, family, or, you know, my business partner or our coach, like there's, I have plenty of people and maybe that's part of it too. I feel like I'm, I'm protected with my core group of people that are watching out for me and helping me stay on that right track. Yeah. Um, and, and avoid and, and uh, not get sucked into all the outside negativity that's happening. Well, and see, there you go. I mean, that is the, the, the consequence of the choices that you made in who you are bringing into your life and who is not in your life. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And these are all choices that you have made conscious or not. I know yours were conscious because I've, heard your story from the last show when you were talking about you made, you know, some years ago, you made some really conscious choices about this. Yeah. yeah. And well, well, yeah. Cause I, I think I was referencing like that whole adage of you're the average of the five people you spend the majority of your time with yeah. and whether that's like a factual statement or not. Um, there definitely feels like there's a lot of truth to that. And I actually wrote it down on a piece of paper mm. and I looked at it and I was disappointed. Some of those things were, um, not by necessarily my decision at the moment, you know, some of them were like other coworkers or whatever, but you, you, you write that list down and you look at it and you go, Whoa. Yeah. I mean, if, if two of the five aren't good influences on you, it's, you got to shake that up and fix it. So yeah. it was yeah. very conscious and it was kind of painful because yeah. it was kind of like, you know, it's weird. How do you just start, you know, changing that, but it's, it was important. It was an important exercise for me anyway. 
Yeah, I've been there, John. I've done that. And uh, sometimes I feel some little pangs of of guilt from doing it. But, you know, uh, it was just confirmed here recently in the last, you know, maybe month or so that that was the right decision because of, Mm -hmm. you know, how things went. But we are going to move into a couple of messages. Now, I do want to let you know, with all this life world stuff going on, I have uh, invited a panel of uh, uh, experts and uh, thought leaders to uh, discuss what are some things that we can do um, in this situation to propel ourselves forward in in a positive direction, which is going to be June 25th. And um, so I'm going to have, uh, you can go on Eventbrite, it's called the New Consciousness Project, and you can go on there and register to um, be uh, you know, there for the panel, but we will be also showing some of it on here um, next month. But uh, yeah, so we will be just listening into a couple of messages and then we'll be right back with John Kennedy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. All right, we are back with Shift Happens. And boy, is there a lot of shift happening in this year in 2020. <laughs> I am Karen Weary today with my amazing co-host, John Kennedy. Yeah, we're trying to shift the way we, we think for the whole second half of 2020. It's going to be a better, <laughs> it's going to be a better second half than it was the first half. Exactly, exactly. You know, and, and and I'm telling you, it's I can't believe how did the whole half of the year already go by? I mean, I, it was just New Year's two days ago, it seems like. It's, cr- <laughs> it's crazy because then, you know, when the whole shutdown thing happened, so time flies by in a different way with like yeah. a little baby at home, you know, because you, like, you see them developing. Well, yeah, and that, we just don't ever sleep because we have yeah. two little kids, but like, <laughs> the whole quarantine and shutdown started, he was like not even five months old and in a blink Mm -hmm. of an eye, he's nine months. Cause it sort of feels like time 
hasn't passed, but it flew by at the same time. And we look up and he's like just such a big little baby now. It's just crazy. So yeah, it's, I don't know. I'm with yeah. you. Time's flying by. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so, and we get on to the topic of, of kids. Oh my God. Talk about my kid. He's, he just turned 15 just when the DMV shut down on his 15th birthday. Oh no. Yeah. This kid was so excited about getting his permit and bam, just like that. Oh, and talk about growing that. I mean, he's probably grown a foot in the last year. I was like, Holy cow. What, what's going on here? <laughs> I keep hearing that, that kids these days really aren't that interested in getting their driver's license and stuff. So it's, I'm glad to hear that he was like really excited for it. It's a mixed bag. It seems like, but yeah, yeah. There, it seems like more and more kids are not interested. And there, there's some where I hear like Ida was talking about, you know, her son being, you know, part Latin, part black. And, uh, you know, he's scared because of all this stuff going on with, you know, racism and and police and and all that kind of thing. So, and I have another uh, dear, dear, she's my sister soul. (laughs) She, she's a black woman too. And and her son was the same way. Now he's grown and he's in the military and he's in Korea. So um, yeah. And apparently life is good over there. So that's a good thing. Um, But yeah, but that's definitely one thing, but then there are kids who, it's not a, you know, skin color thing. And they are just, you know, the other thing is anxiety. It seems to be something that's more and more people are. And again, I think it's a very much, you know, the, the reason why is because of all this outside media and how media, I mean, you can't even watch the meteorologist anymore because they dramatize everything too. So (laughs) So, so again, it, I, I, I always get back to tuning into how are you feeling? If you're starting to feel anxious, sad, heavy, depressed, you, what you can do is you can turn that off. It's time to shift focus and focus on, you know, like John has been talking about, what, okay, well, what, what is the one thing? And this is, again, where that routine ties in, because when we have clarity and focus on what it is that we want to do, whether it's, you know, whether we have a business and a career, or if you're young and you're, you know, starting out, what, what are things that give you passion, that you're passionate about and give you meaning? And if you don't have that, then give yourself an opportunity to, to, Find something, explore, play, have fun, test, experiment with different kinds of things and, and hobbies and what you, you just never know what you're going to come across that's going to suddenly spark something in you. And because when people, they don't have, I come across people who they don't have any hobbies, they don't have any interests. I'm like, how do you live your life and not have any interest or hobbies or anything? Well, you know, I say all the time that you are your biggest asset, you know, and it, and, and pardon me for always going back to finance stuff, but like we talk about that because, you know, people oftentimes want to invest in XYZ and do all these like fun, fancy financial things. And it's like, well, yeah, that's great. But over the course of your lifetime and career, you will return more value than anything else that you really ever could do. You're your biggest asset. And right now, um, with, with, you know, just use the last three or four months during the quarantine. It's like, okay, well, do we choose to develop ourselves? Maybe learn a new skill, read a book, um, you know, watch YouTube videos or podcasts that are educational and informational in nature exercise, or 
do we play video games the whole time? Like mm. you had, you know, you have a choice. And again, don't get me wrong. Like I mentioned this earlier with, I'm the, I'm learning firsthand that you need to take breaks too. a break is okay here and there, mm. but you know, you could have, you know, you could use some of that time off as an opportunity to invest in yourself. And that can mean so many things mm. that, I mean, there it's really, it's endless in terms of what that looks like um, for, investing in you. And I'm really big on that. You know, that Karin, you know, just personal development and, you know, making sure that, you know, at least for me, like I always, I like to feel like I'm doing something positive to, to, to grow. And, and I, that doesn't mean that's not like a monetary thing. It could be, um, that just, that can mean so many things just, you yeah. know, from personal development to just being a better human, you know, it, it, there's just, there's always stuff we can do. And again, it's kind of going back to like focusing on what you can control, um, and maybe trying to tune out some of that, some of that outside noise that's that's happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is where again, uh, when you, when you zoom out, also you know when you start to feel all those negative emotions coming because you are tuning into things that are just feeding, uh, feeding the fear, feeding, feeding the anxiety, you know, and, and doing that kind of thing, then, then to me, that's a sign that it's time to zoom out and, and start to get a, a bird's eye pr- perspective. For example, you know, so, uh, I mean, we had this, uh, this perfect, um, storm uh, what where first people they've been quarantined and scared and separated and social distancing and all that kind of stuff for months and then throw in the you know uh, you know a public murder you know, with that that's you know really shining the light on on racism and what do you get you get crazy riots and such and so and really riots while while the anger and such is is um, what's the word I'm looking for is there, there's a good reason for it because there's so many things that are going on that are not okay uh, to say the least. Um, you like Martin Luther King and Mahatma Gandhi and and those people they they fought fought <laughs> in a peaceful way because yeah. you know throwing more fuel on the fire does not that makes the fire go out of control and then we're just hurting and damaging everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it kind of going back to, to what we talked about earlier, but, you know, <clears throat> focusing on your own, what, like within your own community, within your own family, within your, your peers or your relationships that you have, you know, trying to just, I mean, I, I always, for me, it's about being better and doing better and getting better. Like I, I just want to be, a good human in this world and, and create a positive impact. Um, and I'm all up for, I mean, you know, the, there's a difference between like the peaceful protests and then, you know, some of the, the riots that have occurred that one could argue a lot of that's not even people that were peacefully, pro- that's not people that were peacefully protesting. That was just opportunists who wanted to go loot and do bad. Um, but you know, when we talk about making a shift happen or making change in the world, a lot of that kind of just comes from, within and within what we can, you know, the, the, the footprint that we have of for, at least for me, I think about, I'm sort of translating this back to like how I, how I raise my children, what I, you know, what, what we talk about and um, what, you know, within our family or within, you know, our church, you know, stuff like that. It's again, as humans, it's hard to, we were meant to be connected within our local communities, not necessarily 
know what's going on halfway around the world and then be able to digest and absorb that and understand that, you know, it's just, yeah. Anyway. It's a big giant chunk to like (laughs) trying to eat the whole elephant all at once (laughs) instead of one bite at a time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, and that's, you know, when, when you're talking about, you know, being very conscious about your own footprint, what kind of impact that you're making. And, and that's, and especially again, we keep coming back to this because we have kids and, and, you know, so, but that to me, that truly is, kind of like the litmus test of when you see your kids, uh, how they, how they turn out, because I consciously for the first many years had my child in the Montessori school. And, and it, to this day, I mean, he was in there through fifth grade and the middle school, uh, was, uh, public school, which, uh, boy, oh boy, that was like taking him out of utopia and throwing him in the wild zoo. I mean, literally, right gangs, drugs, all this stuff, my poor innocent child, but he learned how to manage that. And I tell, I just asked him the other day, what what are some of your favorite childhood memories? And he, one of the things, well, of course there are baseball stuff that came up, yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then he's a huge athlete. He's an amazing athlete. But, um, but then there was my whole Montessori career. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was, I chose Montessori because of how they um, how they use education. Education there is about stimulating children's innate love of learning. Uh, you know, teaching them how to be together. How do they communicate? How do they work together? Yeah, self motivation, self planning, and holding themselves accountable and holding holding each other accountable. It's just amazing all the things that they do with these tiny little people uh, that we generally tend to think that, oh, they don't know what they're doing. We just need to tell them. We just need to, you know, march this line and sit your butt here and do this, that, and the other, turn them into little robots, but they're not robots. They're little people. (laughs) Yeah. And at least for me, there's, you know, my daughter's three and a half and it amazes me how much she picks up on and Mm. just observes it. It really, I think, you know, you and I have talked about that before, but it's like, if she, if she senses that, you know, mom and dad, you know, are, are having a tiff and not getting along, like she, she picks up on that. It's Mm -hmm. very, you know, so the kids these days are, you know, they're very intuitive and they're, but they're very fragile too. Like you want to make sure that, so that's, that's why you made that choice with the the Montessori school. Yeah. Cause if you get that core, you know, that you are loved, you are important, uh, you are, you can think for yourself, you can, you know, because that's one of the things as a parent, I always did, I was, I would watch to see, I was like, let's, let me just, I'm right here, I can grab him if I need to. And let me just see what kind of decisions that he makes. And it, I was so surprised and so happy to see how he even as a little like your daughter's age, and the decision that he would make, he was not someone who just went off and just dove off of the I know some kids do, but that's not my kid. He was like an old soul. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I already know that you're not supposed to do this. I'm going to hurt myself if I do this. And, that's so sweet. Yeah, I know. And he never, ever ran out into the street. He would always go down the sidewalk. I don't know what it was. It's like, you remember from a previous life? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. My daughter's somewhat similar. She just has this innate sense of like kindness and sweetness. Mm-hmm. And like she, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's fun. It's fun seeing that in your kids yeah. and watching yeah. them grow. 
but he also gets that from you. I'm, I'm sure the, the way that you are, John, and I'm sure how that's how your wife is too and how you are together yeah. a lot of the time. And so this is what she sees. So it's innately there and then it's nurtured. And that's one of the things also with all this chaos that's going on out there to really keep an eye on your kids because they are seeing and hearing and feeling all this and they're going to go off of you as the parent, as the adults in the household. If you're scared and you're anxious and you are in all this, they are going to pick up on that and they are going to learn that the world is a, is a dangerous place. Now, yeah, we have to be aware and there are things that are going on, but the world isn't as dangerous as they like to tell us that they'd like to you know, feed us because they know what they're doing. When I say they, you know, the medium, whatever, that kind of thing, because they know exactly what they study psychology. They know Mm -hmm. what words to use and how to, how to use it and such. And, and this is where, again, like John was talking about, be clear about what kind of a life that you want and how, and what's important to you, you know? And I, I think that I think that's this is one of the things that John and I were very clear about that we want to instill um, the ability to think for yourself and and to have that be be a good person, have a positive impact, you know. Well, you know, you made such a good point with with how it's affecting kids right now too, not being able to go to school mm-hmm. and and you know trying to tell my three and a half year old that everyone you know a lot of people are getting sick and we're trying to protect her and no one's going to school and. He, you know, that's, that's having a psychological effect on them too. So it's uh, a yeah. sensitive times for sure. Yeah. 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 But it places the, it makes it even more important to be focused on again, like, you know, kind of go keep going back to like, you just your family, your community, the things that you can control and positively impact and like the positive change that you want to see in the world that happens really one step at a time. And, you know, it happens mm-hmm. with like internally with what we can control and what we can do, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, and again, this is where studies have also showed that when we, um, uh, you know, a, 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 in, in a group of people, we don't have to be in the same place, pray, meditate, whatever. At, at the same time, it does have an effect because there's a there's a whole biofield, and so we we are so much more. We're not just the mass, you know. This this carcass of meat <laughs> that we drag sure. around we're energy and it's projected out and and so um by doing that you know they've shown that you know wars you know uh accidents um arrests violent acts and such go down when people do that so this is another simple way that you can do from your own place pray meditate whatever and and that's something you have control over and just yep. like stay that, focused on you and stay focused on the routine that's right that's, that's right, right. And just like that, we ran out of time, just like that. Oh my goodness, what just happened? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, you want to go ahead and check us out on the new consciousness project because it's going to be a really interesting conversation we're going to have there on June 25th. You can find us on Eventbrite. And um, yeah, you have anything before we wrap up, John? No, I think that's it. Thank you guys for, thanks everyone for listening and hanging with us today. Yeah, yeah. And so you know how I always end with regards to you have unique talents and we need you to show and shine your beautiful talents in the world. That's why you're here. So get clear, get focused on your routine and shine your beautiful inner light. (music) 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and John Kennedy for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.